All right, all right. Welcome to a brand new episode on Uninterrupted. It's been a long time coming. We had some uh, some technical difficulties, some health issues to take care of, but we're back. And uh, we're back just in time with my me and my friend JR. We're going to be breaking down this segment for just about uh, all our goodies that's um, Patriots-related. Patriots-related news. We're going to be talking about Gesicki. We're going to be talking about some of the moves that... Uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and potentially, I guess, Bill O'Brien, because I feel like he's made a, he's had a big say in, in some of the moves, that he's done. But uh, before we get to all that, how are you, Jr.? How you doing, my friend? Uh, not too shabby, just chilling. All right, happy man. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Like, look, um, I'm hoping to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with uh, the DeAndre Hopkins news tonight, but we'll see. Um, let's get let's get into it, man. Um. First, let's, uh, I guess let's talk about the more obvious one, right? That's the most polarizing one, which is uh, Jacoby Myers left. We chose yep. to let go of Jacoby. And we went ahead and brought Juju Smith-Schuster, a.k.a. TikTok boy, as some people may know him. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you I... think, what do you make of this move? Because to me, uh, I mean, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I... Part of me was disappointed, but part of me was intrigued. I think, I mean, a lot of people are calling it a lateral move. I don't think it's a lateral move. I think it's a, it's a upgrade. I mean, you, Jacoby Myers, like, he's a really good possession slot receiver. And, I mean, awesome for the Patriots. Awesome dude. Like, I'm happy that he got his payday. I'm happy for him, you know. coming. Yeah. He's an undrafted free agent out of NC State. Just a kid from Georgia with a dream. And now he got paid. Like, congrats to him. I'm, like, happy for him. But, like, I think it was an upgrade. And I think it was an upgrade that we needed, like, Kobe's like, like he was just more of like a possession slot. Like I said, like catch the ball, goes down, falls down, and you know get some yards. Juju, right. on the other hand, he's a bigger slot guy and he's a yak machine. Right, he can get yards after the catch like a motherfucker. <laughs> but but do you, okay, but a lot of people will say the Jacoby, and you know we should have paid Jacoby because he was the homegrown, yeah, talent, right. Do you believe that that should be the case? Do you think that they should, the team should have shown some type of loyalty to Jacoby in the sense that they should have paid him the money that was basically, honestly, it's very similar to what Juju got. Like, it was just astonishing to me. Also, the other surprising thing about the, the Jacoby Myers deal is that he didn't really go for that much. I thought somebody was going to do a massive overpay. I thought we were going to see, like, a Christian Kirk situation where someone just went out and just went... Balls to the wall. Yeah, like, right. Some stupid, ab- absurd number. Um, and they didn't. Nobody did that. Uh, I mean, un- bef- until I saw the contract details, like the breakdown of salaries and bonuses and incentives, and everything like that, I was thinking, like, yeah, I mean, they could have signed Jacoby to that. But when you look at it, the Raiders are basically getting one year, $11 million for Jacoby. If, I mean, I was listening to Phil Perry and Tommy Curran, the, or um, um, Tom's Patriots podcast. Mm-hmm. He was saying, Phil was saying, like, the only way Jacoby basically gets to year two is if he has a really good season. He said, if he doesn't put up numbers like he put up in New England, they ha- it's an easy, like, contract for them to move off of. But with Juju, on the other hand, it's basically more like a two-year, $16 million deal compared to a one-year, $11 million deal with the chance to make it two years, 22 for mm-hmm. Jacoby. Right. Um, and then Juju is 
his annual average is lower and his incentives and his base salary is lower too. Right. So. I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this. I think you're right about the yards after the catch. I mean, it's also a huge disparity in touchdowns uh, as far as, you know, if we're going to talk touchdowns, I mean, I know touchdowns can be a, a tad of an overrated stat. I've been arguing this with Patrick Mahomes all the time when he gets these touchdown passes on these shovel passes on these crazy designs by, line. <laughs> that, by Andy Reid where they're basically handoffs, but they all, they'll count it as a quote-unquote touchdown pass. Touchdown. Yeah, and they'll inflate your numbers, and I think it's an absolutely ridiculous thing to count that as a passing touchdown, but whatever. Uh, that's a different argument for a different time, I guess. I think, you know, this has the stamps on the fingerprints of what Bob wants, right? Like Bill O'Brien, I think he was not too enamored with Jacoby Myers' skill set, which is basically a possession receiver. He's a possession slot receiver, but he's not a guy that's going to generate a lot of yards after the catch. And, one of the things that killed New England last year, and you know, you can correct me at any time if you think I'm wrong here, was that every drive needed to be perfect. Every drive that the Patriots had to do last year had to be a 12 to 14 play drive where everything went their way, and it still wasn't a guarantee that they could get it in the end zone because our offensive red zone was so bad. Like... We were so bad in the red zone. It was, it was between us and the Broncos, I think, as far as the worst teams in the red zone. And sometimes you just need to catch a break. You know, for as much shit as Mac Jones got, I felt like he really didn't get a lot of breaks or help. He didn't get a lot of coaching, and it didn't help that he was hurt. Well, for like oh, no. It, it also doesn't help that your best yards after the catch wide receiver was basically benched. And, yeah, uh, for the whole season almost. And, you know, like Kendrick Bourne was basically a yards after the catch machine. He was a he did beautifully there in Max rookie year. I mean, his and, first snap in the Miami game was a forty-five yard bomb. Yeah, but you're, you're, talking about, you're talking about a deep ball. You're talking, those are precision deep throw balls. No, no, obviously gotcha. what I'm saying. It was like air like, yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about like, man, just how about catch I, and run? How about I fucking just throw you a slant and you break it off for an extra 20, 30 yards? You know, like the play against the Cowboys with Kendrick Bourne, where he literally threw, you know, it wasn't like he threw a 60-yard pass. It was like a 20-yard, 25-yard pass, and Kendrick Bourne broke it off and just boom, you know? like Or when Kendrick Bourne, again, I'm saying his name a lot, and so this should really be – a little tingling belt, you know, to what I'm trying to get at. When he made that pass to Kendrick Bourne against the Titans, where he basically a slant at all the way to the sidelines, he was able to break two, three tackles, go upfield, and he turned a, like a catch that went for a first down into a touchdown. Right? Remember the Saints? Remember the, the touchdown in the Saints game where he tiptoed in? Yeah, I mean, those are the you need those kinds of players to make those kinds of plays, and sadly, sadly. Jacoby Myers, for as great and as polished a grunt runner as he is, he he never showed the ability to be able to do things like that. And I think Bob wants players with that ability. I think Jacoby is a better route runner. I think he's a more polished route runner. I think he's good and intermediate. I think he has better hands. But Juju is not that far off. And Juju can give you 
big time playability after the catch, which gives your offense room for error. It gives your offense more room to maybe not this drive goes perfectly. If a guy go ahead, goes ahead and breaks something there and gets big yards after the catch and does something there, then you know you can stay within the drive and continue. And it allows you to survive certain mistakes. Obviously, I don't think that you know I don't think it was with the purpose of every mistake, but it gives you some of that. And I feel like that's the reason why Juju is a patriot and Jacoby is not. What do you I think? Mean, also, also, it's like with Jacoby, this is like kind of what like I'd compare him to. And not I'm not saying deep threat wise. Jacoby reminds me of a shorter, slower version of Tyler Lockett. Great hands, great possession. Falls down every single time he catches the ball. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference between Tyler Lockett and Juju, though, Tyler Lockett can go and get you. Like if he breaks free, though, he's gone. Yeah, he's and, fast. and he's one of the best deep threat catchers I've you know in the league, you know. So what I'm just saying I, is like in like like skill wise, like if if Tyler Lockett's covered and he catches the ball, he's falling down because he doesn't like contact. Jacoby Myers doesn't like contact either. He catches the ball and if he feels it's coming, he just goes down. Juju, on the other hand, he I lives just, for it. I kind of disagree with you there. I think Jacoby. I've seen Jacoby make a ton of catches in traffic, but he just doesn't have the ability to break anything after the catch. Uh, I, I just don't – he doesn't have that twitch, that extra gear with, which allows, you know, because he doesn't get separation based off speed. You know, he, he gets yeah. separation based on leverage, rut running, his footwork, which is great. But Time and spacing too. Right, time and spacing. He's really good. He's – Jacoby's great. If Jacoby ha- had any type of speed, he'd be a, he'd be a one. Without a question, if he had more speed, oh, yeah. if he had any yards after the catch ability, he'd be sensational, right? But sadly, I think this is the direction they went in. Now, they also, I mean, they started off by cutting Janu, right? 30 minutes before free agency tampering period starts, they cut Janu. Oh, they traded, sorry, they traded Janu Smith to the Falcons for basically peanuts so they can free up cap space. They dumped no, the whole contract. And then basically they get $18 million in cap space next season. That's a good move. I don't want to dwell on that move because I feel like it's it's revisionist past at this point, just beating the same drum, talking about John Smith. It's it just didn't work basically out. accepting defeat. It didn't work. You know? It didn't work. It just didn't work. Okay. And again, this is a Bill O'Brien thing. I think Bill O'Brien's calling the shots on the offensive players. I think he, all these offensive skill players that are bring, being brought in, uh, it's Bill O'Brien. So let's do let's talk about that. Now, let's also talk about the fact that they went out and got James Robinson. They went ahead and uh, upgraded the backup running back position with a guy who can catch the ball. And I feel like that's that's massive. Okay. He's shifty, man. I love that kid. He's shifty. Yeah, he has 91 catches, averages 4.4 yards per carry for his career. And I think that's huge. And I think that it'll allow maybe Mondre some – or rest, keep him a little fresher. You still have Pierre Strong back there, so you, and you still Harris, have Kevin Harris out there. It, it still it doesn't even rule out the fact that they might even draft a guy because they always do this. They draft running backs and they stash them for a year, right? They I want Deuce Vaughn. You know they could do that. They could still do that. Now we move on and we'll move on to the tackle position. You know everybody's been talking it and saying we need tackles, we need tackles. Obviously Isaiah Wynn is gone. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah Wynn is gone. Trent Brown is the only guy there. There's question marks about Trent Brown. You know, 
Are they going to keep him? He would save 11 million, almost 11 million cap space. Is it worth it? What's going on? I think it's worth keeping him right now because he's your surest bet as far as what you have at tackle. So they bring in Riley Reef. They bring in this kid, Calvin Anderson, who's got athletic ability. Neither of these, their numbers really pop off the charts. You know, they already re-signed McDermott. And you know what? I feel like they're going to try to roll with these guys. Plus they have Stuber. I feel like they're going to be set at tackle. I don't think they're not going to make a move at tackle. They could potentially make a move at tackle in the middle rounds, which they should. They have 48 picks in the fourth and round. Feels super, like. super success with right. finding mid-round to late-round tackle so talent or offensive a, line talent. It's a deep tackle, so you can all go out there and get yourself a, you know, a couple of guys to come in there and shore up depth. But I feel like tackle is not going to be a priority in the draft. I could be wrong. It's Bill Belichick after all. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and then today we get to, like, the juicy stuff. I think today the, the most interesting stuff happened because first, Jalen Mills is gone. So yeah. they re-signed John Jones, which we all thought was good. You know, So John Jones, Jabril Peppers, both came back. And now you don't have a quarter... You don't have a cornerback that's over six feet tall that has any starting... Extensive starting experience. Right? Everybody's 5'10 or under. Yeah, you have the ghost of Sean Wade. We don't even know if he's a real person at this point. You have John Jones coming back, but he know he is entering the wrong side of a cornerback's age, you know? And he's still damn good for his age. He's good. Then you have Marcus Jones, who's if Marcus Jones was three feet tall three feet, sorry, three inches, <laughs> three inches taller, taller. He'd be cornerback one without question. That's he's if he was three inches good. taller, he'd be Christian Gonzalez. If he was three inches taller, he would have gone like the first round last year so so you have him right and now you have no free safety because Devin McCourty thank you Devin for everything quit uh basically not quit sorry retired and then called it a quit call his career quits you know that's what I wanted yeah. to say so now you Jalen Mills is gone and you bring Gasecki and there's been a lot of talk. You know, a lot of people were complaining, and I've been seeing this all over the timelines and stuff, and I've been reading. Like, why are we creating holes so that then we have to go further into offseason and spend, you know, spend resources covering these holes? I think it, I think the draft is the plan to fill some of the holes. I think the the glaring holes for me are not having a number and not having a number one cornerback. I think you can get away with the safety thing. I think you could, like, Taylor Rapp. I think they could bring him in and he'd do just fine. Yeah, I mean, he's not the best in coverage, but the kid can tackle. And when he, he hits, he loves to hit and he loves to tackle. Um, I think just if they can get a franchise tackle in the draft, a number one corner, you know, or a number one receiver through free agency or trade, or in the draft, that would be, I mean, be nice. Look, I, 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 before, before I get, listen, hold on. Uh, here's an idea. I have an idea for you. John Jones, wrong side of 30. He, he could extend his career. He's got the range. He's got the speed. I would put him closing at free speed. Safety. I would put him at free safety. I would yeah. try him out of free safety. I mean, that's what they did with D-Mac. I mean, D-Mac was just a little bit taller than him, but that's what they did with McCourty. Hey, hey, listen, if you want a guy with speed. You want to be a center fielder, a guy who's going to be out there in coverage, who has closing speed, makeup speed, who knows the defense, who knows the concepts. 
You know, he's obviously he likes being here because he took a really team friendly deal to be back here. So he likes being here. And a guy who you think is a respectable replacement for Devin. I mean, like I said, a free safety, the way they play them here, it's more about coverage. And roaming the field. And roaming the field and and doing your job as far as your uh, responsibilities uh, in at the end there, just overlooking everything. I think John Jones could do fantastic work there. Now, if you put John, you know, John Jones back there, that leaves you with just Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, and then like, you know, I don't Sean even know. Sean Wade and Miles Sean, Bryant. Sean Wade and Miles Bryant. I don't even want to entertain the idea of putting Miles Bryant at free safety because that just gives me, it gives me literally. I want to entertain heartburn. the idea of that kid getting snaps this year, but he's going to because he's going to. loves him. He's going to. Of course he is. So he's going to be in playing the same role. You know, I would not be shocked. You know, if he gets uh, snaps at the slot, which he which he did previously, or if he gets a, a look at free safety. Let's hope not. Well, but, at least we don't have to worry about Isaiah McKenzie bullying him anymore. Now it's just Braxton Berrios. Yeah, some somebody else will find out bully. Somebody else will bully Miles Bryant. So now you have John Jones. Let's say we put. Let's say we, let's play. Uh, let's play Bill Belichick here. We'll put John Jones at free safety. That leaves you very short at cornerback. Now, that means number 14 is most definitely a guy like Joey Porter Jr., right? Joey, Joey Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. or Christian Gonzalez. I don't think Christian Gonzalez is going to be anywhere near uh, the, top, uh, the top. Well, it depends. If Jalen, Even though with the, what happened with Jalen Carter, if Jalen Carter's draft stock stays the same, it pushes Gonzalez, Witherspoon, and Porter down a little bit. I think for Christian Gonzalez to stay where it, to have a chance to fall, you're going to need some crazy anomaly shit happening. Uh, I just don't see it. I think he's too good. And I think somebody like the Lions, the Eagles, you know, because the Eagles, they re-signed Bradbury, but they're just not a sure thing what's going on with Darius Slade. They're going to keep him, but it's still, you know, again, that's another guy that's on the wrong side of 30. For I wonder who position. they're going to move to safety, though. Because I don't know. Because if Chauncey Garner-Johnson's leaving, then they're going to need somebody for safety. So, I mean, they can move Slate to safety and they could put Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon as corner. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I just don't think Christian Gonzalez makes it to 14. But I do think there's a chance that Joey Porter Jr. makes it to 14. Devon Witherspoon, maybe. It's a 50-50. I think there's no chance for Christian Gonzalez to make it. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll be happy. Anything happened, yeah. Right. It's a draft. But, you know, this is the thing. Now, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm harping so much on this secondary thing is because this affects the draft and if we do not get another veteran if we don't get deandre hopkins if we do not get a jerry judy or a Cortland sutton that means they're going to you're going to have two holes and you're going to have dilemma and when you have a dilemma that means we're going to be looking at most likely unless something happens that i am not seeing coming but i think i've looked at all the teams here and I think JSN is going to be there at 14. And I think a Joy Porter Jr. is going to be there at 14. And I think they're going to go Joy Porter Jr. instead of JSN. And that, in a way, that kind of upsets me a little bit. Because, again, the Jalen Mills situation, we created the hole where now we have to go and plug that hole. I and wonder if we take that's a trepidation. I wonder if we take a look at, like, Rocky Yassin or something like that. I mean, I know he was visiting the Steelers. 
but he left without a contract. So I wonder if they take a look at like Rocky Hassan or maybe Sean Murphy Bunting. He's a free agent. I don't think they're they're very impressed with the the cornerback group for free agency. This free agency class, let's everybody has called it a weak class, and it's it's a weak class. It's it's a very weak class for certain positions, though. I think linebacker is still was a crazy class for free agency. Like there was some great names out there that people were able to pick up, and there's still great names out there that people can pick up. Um, you know, and, and that starts with like Bobby Wagner. He's still there. Um. As of now, as of the recording of this podcast, maybe by the time this drops, he signs. But as of now, there's still some very interesting names. Andrew Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle, which he was in for a visit. This is what kind of worries me a little bit. Not that I would have a problem with Joy Porter Jr. I just would have a, more of a problem if they do not trade for a vet. And then they have to pass up on a player that they can clearly and obviously should be drafted for the offense because we've been clamoring for that for years. And he gets passed up because we have to go plug a hole that we created. But hear me out. If they don't go for a vet, what do you think about this? Say you take Joey Porter Jr. in the first, okay, at 14. I mean, it wouldn't. it might not be that hard to use 46 and maybe like a couple other a couple of I mean, we have three fourth round picks so i package 46 and like maybe two of the fourths and a conditional and get back into the first round and if zay flowers is there you don't pass him up but why why would you get zay flower if you have juju smith schuster you're thinking you're going to play him out of the slot so if you have juju right you have juju smith schuster playing out of the slot what isn't zay flowers kind of zay flowers is a, a Z. Isn't but he's projected to be playing out of the slot. Oh, a lot of these receivers are. JSN is, Zay Flowers is, um, what's his name? Jordan Addison. Yeah, Jordan Addison's they're all like projected to be slot receivers, but they can all play the Z and then they can all play the X too. I mean Ad- Addison, I think, is the most well rounded out of the, the top three first round receivers, but that's just me. His stock has fallen for some reason. Like they, there's there's no buzz around Jordan Addison. None. Zay Flowers' stock is building. Zay Flowers has steadily built, but I think a guy who is, for for whatever reason, I guess he didn't run a a fast enough 40, has been Jordan Addison. Now, I'm not sure sure when USC's pro day is, but he's going to have to have a nice showing there because JSN is not running. He didn't even run the 40, and his stock went up, which is crazy to me. Because I got to look at his game tape. I mean, he still put on a show at the combine, so he, he was that he was that impressive. Did he do the three cone or? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. I know he he put up some measurables, but yeah, he. I mean, the guy was making tiptoe catches and like sideline grabs and one-handed grabs, and he was doing some crazy stuff. Um, look, I'll say this: the Patriots still have a long offseason to go. I think. People are going to freak out and get mad or upset, or they're going to be Debbie Downers based on what free agency started Wednesday, tampering period open Monday. Yeah. Tec- you know, technically, we've only had a full, 48 a, hours, <laughs> a full week of 48 hours. But real, the real free agency has only started 48 hours ago. You know, it's, it's only been a full week of conversations as far as what's been happening, what hasn't been happening. And 
while I am a little surprised that they didn't go for a big name like a Jesse Bates or a Tremaine Edmonds, you know, I do like the plan. I like the Gasicki addition. Gasicki is a huge red zone guy. He's a guy who is going to facilitate scoring points. Even last year when he wasn't having a big year, he had a very obviously statistical down year from seven catcher. Right, because they obviously they wanted to feature more the receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Even then, he still had five touchdowns. Go, go, two years here. What do tight ends have? How many touchdowns did our tight ends have? How many touchdowns did Hunter Henry had last year? Like three? I think three, two? two or three? Yeah. So he had two in the he had two in the Vikings game technically, but only one counted. Right, but again, you're talking about a guy who had a down year. He still had more touchdowns than both of our tight ends combined. And, and our tight look, ends were our tight ends cost triple. <laughs> you look at the you look at the contract that Bill gave him. It's highway robbery. <laughs> it's a one year prove it deal. Yeah, and again, the Gaseki move only tells me one thing. Gaseki wants to come here to build his value. He likes the system. He likes the way that maybe they presented him, how they were going to use him. Maybe Bill O'Brien went out there and was like, look, this is how we're going to use you, and this is our plan for you, and this is how we are going to feature you. And he got really excited about that, and he said, okay, you know what? I'll come here for a year. I'll, If I can put up great numbers and execute this vision, then I can cash in next season. Yeah. And or maybe play? stay in New England if he likes it. If he and likes it. Fun, fun fact is, Bill O'Brien recruited in the Penn State, by the way. Yeah. It so could work. I just don't see how you can see what John Smith gave you for two years. They replace him with Kasiki, and you can be upset about that. One player is clearly better than the other. Oh, yeah. One player is clearly better than the other. And you have like the people that are like, oh, that one's not a system fit, or oh, Gasicki can't block. I don't give a fuck about the blocking. I really don't. I don't give a single rat's ass about fucking Gasicki's blocking. Okay, I don't care. I want touchdowns. He's an oversized wide receiver. The only reason he's called a tight end is because of his size. Let him cook in the inside. Let him work in the intermediate areas. Let him work in the red zone. Let give Mac another option, another out, someone else to go out and throw a fucking jump ball. If nobody's open, if Gasicki's not open, throw it up to him. You know, throw it up. His vertical's insane. His vertical's insane. His vertical's crazy. And he he can catch with one hand too. He has a lot of one hand snags. Listen, if push comes to shove, you could throw it up to him in the end zone. You could throw it up in. in Anywhere in that range where you get to the 10-yard line, the Patriots, once they passed the 20, and in between the 15 and the 8-yard line, they were atrocious. Atrocious. Because they stalled. They don't, and they, the plays they, just didn't. Atrocious. So the fact that you can sit there and bitch about Mike Gesicki and how he's not slow. He's not, by the way. Maybe he doesn't have, you know, cut in and out, cut speed. Or maybe he can't just cut in a dime and, you know, he can't run the curl routes the, as fast as a fucking receiver because he's not. But he at least he gives you a red zone target, a legitimate red zone target, because we fucking <laughs> stunk in the red zone. So what are you bitching about? <laughs> I don't know. I saw somebody tweet out that he turns like a boat. And I was like, well, I mean, what do you expect for a dude that size? I don't care if he turns like <laughs> the Titanic, but if he could go out there and jump... The way he jumps, you know, it does. It will not matter how if he turns like a boat, like a tractor. If he turns like a fucking 
I don't know, like Godzilla. It does not matter. That that touchdown jump. that Fitzpatrick threw him the year that final game when we lost out on the one seed. That was insane. How he just went up and got it. He can win jump balls. He creates mismatches. He can give you points. And at the end of the day, what we have suffered through the most in this godforsaken era is the red zone offense has been fucking trash. It even sucked with Brady. Like, the last few years with Brady, it sucked. It wasn't that good. No, 2019 was not that great. When you had to rely on Julian Edelman or the most, and, you know, beat the shit Gronkowski. Give me a yards after the catch, Juju. Give me a vertical threat that can go out there and snag balls out of the air. Now you have two of them because now you have Devontae Parker and you have Juju. But, you know, that's if Devontae stays. And I think Devontae Parker earned the right to, you know, get another try another year here. He put up decent numbers while he was healthy. He wasn't the best, but he put up decent numbers. And he was basically the only deep threat we had that was actually working. Right? But he won a yeah. lot of jump balls last year. He won a lot of jump balls. That, Raven, that Ravens game was insane. He and won so Matt got a lot hurt, of that shit was insane. He won a lot of jump balls last year. He he got a lot of those of those catches. So now you give yourself two options, two targets out there in the red zone that teams have to worry about vertically. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Like John gave you nothing. It cannot hurt. Stop bitching. Stop crying. Let it work. Give One it a chance. Johnny did is gave Malcolm Jenkins a free pick six. You know. I mean, so look, I think that they can still go offensive tackle. I think they can still go offensive tackle early because I don't try. I don't trust necessarily what they brought in. And I honestly, out of all these guys they've brought in, I still like McDermott out of those three. Call me crazy, but I feel like he's a really good swing tackle and he played really well at the end of the year. He played really well at the end of the year. And honestly, even if he didn't play as well as I think he played, because sometimes, you know, optics can be crazy. Like, if you put someone that was really trash there, and then you put someone there, and they're not as trash, in your mind, you're going to be like, look, oh, yo, yeah. So yeah, you know, like like an illusion. <laughs> but he was, in my eyes, he was way better than what we were, we were putting out there. So and You have Isaiah Wynn lining up. You don't have anybody lining up, basically. That's so, like... Just- yeah, so look, you have that. So offensive tackle myself think, but I think I think cornerback now is at the top of the list. And I think cornerback safety basically at the top of the list of needs. They need they needed a boundary corner when Jalen Mills was already here. So now that he's not here, and now you don't have Devin McCourty back there, it's more of a need. And I can only hope that Jack Jones, whatever issues he's had, uh, with the Patriots, and he came off suspension. I don't know. If it, was, it, was, it was a misunderstanding. There was a lot of things that were read there. I can only hope that this kid, he's level-headed, and he's able to play, because I do think he has skill. He's a ball hawk. He reminds me a little bit of Asante Samuel in that way. And he could be a very nice cornerback, too. I don't think he's a one, but I think he could be a good two. Uh, definitely a two, for sure. Not a one, though. No, not a one, but a two. He could be a nice two. So now they need they need corner. And again, I just think that now if they don't pull a trade for a vet, they're definitely not drafting one. At I mean, I'll tell you this. Jalen Ramsey would have been such a nice addition to this team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey would have made 
a lot of sense. If you, if you look at the team now, it, it would have made a lot of sense. But Jalen Ramsey wanted to go in Miami and get a tan. So you don't. Yeah, I mean, no it is what it is. Tax too, so. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Ramsey wanted his money. And he wanted to go to Miami. I just think it's really funny that these, these players want to go to Miami. When their QB situation is so uncertain. He's already got a ring. That's why he doesn't care anymore. He got his ring. He just That's... wants to have all, make all his money and have fun while he's doing it. Yeah. So that's that. That's basically a little quick rundown of everything that's happened for the last week of Patriots free agency. What stands out to me is the Jalen Mills getting cut. And not because I'm surprised, because I kind of saw it coming, but Jalen Mills and Juju over Jacoby. I think those are the main two things that I could say jump out the most. I think Gesicki, you know, honestly. I was I, expected. I was expected. I thought they were going to make a run at him. Because Bill always makes a run at AFC as players that he, he sees often. And guys that, you know, he has to kind of look up up close and he, personal. He gushes over. Yeah. James Robinson was definitely a surprise, but it was it was a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect him to pay anyone, honestly. I thought they were going to roll up here. I honestly thought... I honestly thought we were going to go after Jamal Williams, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I thought a guy like Jamal Williams or a guy like, you know, Deontay Foreman, someone like that. But, you know, again, it's a pleasant surprise. I think James Robinson could fit well here. And they definitely have something in mind. Hopefully that means the end of Ty Montgomery. Oh, I don't think Ty Montgomery I don't think Montgomery's going to be here this year. No, no. So... I think they'll just put him in IR right when training camp happens, or they'll cut oh, him. Oh, he's cut. He's cut. Yeah, I don't think it makes. He's gonna get cut. I think he gets cut. The one game with him was fun. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this one thing though. I don't think Trent Browns is safe in this roster. No, not me neither. I don't think he's <laughs> safe on this roster. I think Trent Brown could be a casualty as well. I mean, if they trade him now, they they save, I think, like five extra million dollars in cap. If, yeah, or and if, if they, if and they, they cut, cut him, him, if they straight out cut him, they get 10 million cap, like savings. Yeah, if it's a before June 1st designation. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, but I, don't I see like it. Trent. I like Trent, but he's replaceable. He's a good player with a shitty attitude. That's what I've been hearing. He's a good player when he wants to be. Plus, yeah. not having Dante Scarnecchia is a little bit. Yeah. It's hurt. It's definitely, it's hurt. The O-line's been hurting for the last couple of years without Dante, for sure. I think, I think Adrian Clem's going to be a good, I think he's going to be a good pickup for this offensive line coaching staff. Yeah. But we, we will see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, JR, tell the people where they can find you online, my friend. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Berger, or Bergeron for Prez. It's at Bergeron, number four, and then P-R-E-Z. Um, I just tweet about a lot of hockey, Bruins hockey, but a lot of football, baseball, soccer, every sport, basically. <laughs> That's right. Uh, again, we'll thank you, Jr., for joining us for this Patriots Pop segment. When we be come backing, we, we will be come backing. Uh, I don't know what kind of English I just talked. When we come back, <laughs> Bruins giveaway, Bruins jersey giveaway. Up next. Looking for somewhere to place a bet? 
looking for sports book, live betting, casino, race book, and promotions, right now you can go to betus.com. Betus.com will allow you to join easily. There's a 125% sign-up bonus, a 200% crypto bonus, and more. Place all your bets, make lots of winnings with betus.com. All right, welcome back. We are going to announce now the winner. The winner of the Bruins jersey giveaway. Now, keep in mind, uh, I posted a tweet earlier. And in order to enter this contest to get this free Bruins jersey giveaway, is you have to like and RT the tweet. You do not have to follow. A follow is appreciated. But in order to go ahead and qualify for this tweet uh, giveaway, is that you have to like and RT it. If you like it and don't RT it, can't do it. So without further ado, I'm going to give a spinner randomizer here, right? And we are going to look at who the winner is for the jersey giveaway. Now, a couple of caveats with this. Keep in mind one thing. Uh, I don't not responsible for the wait time. Sometimes it could be a, approximately longer time. I've seen people wait up to three months for their stuff for the British jerseys. But I will give you a tracking number and keep you uh, all that stuff so you can keep in track of your prize. And you know, certain items will not apply. Uh, depending on the availability. So I suggest if you're going to pick something, pick something that is going to be, you know, um, we, you will get it within time, reasonable time. I don't want you guys waiting for your prize forever. Okay. Uh, that, I, that's definitely not something I want. And now for the winner of the Bruins jersey giveaway is Valisandra 11. Valisandra 11. That's V-A-L-E-S-S-O-N-D-R-A. 11. Alessandra. Alessandra 11. Congratulations. If you are listening to this, once you hear your name at Alessandra 11, and I'm saying you're out, contact me, DM me, and I will get you set up with your Bruins jersey. Congratulations. We are going to be doing a Patriots jersey giveaway also soon. A Red Sox jersey for opening day as well. In all calls, well, you know, for playoff season, obviously we'll do a Celtics one as well. All right, so Valsandra 11, congratulations. Once you hear this, hear your name, contact me, DM me, we'll get you on your way. Oh, thank you.